Hi, I'm Jake Parker, and this is my podcast, Beyond Fit. My goal is to help you live a happier and healthier life by providing actionable knowledge and advice about a wide range of health and fitness topics, as well as self-improvement. If you want to find out more about me, visit my website, jake-parker.com. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi guys, this is Jake Parker. Welcome back to the Beyond Fit Podcast. This is another solo episode before a string of some episodes I have planned with some really cool guests. One I started recording last week and it just got really interesting and myself and Lawrence, my guest, didn't feel like we could cover all that we wanted to cover in an hour. So it's going to be a two-part podcast that we're going to finish this next week. That will be the next one to be released. And then a couple more with one brand new guest and one repeat guest that are on the schedule right now, as well as a couple that are in the cooker and hopefully going to be scheduled soon. So possibly the last solo podcast in a while. This one is called 10 Benefits of Fitness Beyond the Scale or Mirror. So the biggest reason that I am passionate about health and fitness is because I know all the ways that it can change and impact your life beyond just what people can see, beyond getting in good physical shape, beyond looking good, beyond seeing a number that you are looking for on the scale, you know, seeing abs in the mirror, seeing bigger arms or a bigger butt or, you know, whatever it is. I think that there's so many other benefits that I would work out if I was the last person on earth. And it's not even a question for me. I think that one great thing is it really does become a part of who you are and a part of your identity. And eventually you just become someone who works out because of that reason. But I think that a big reason why that is, is because you start to see all these intangible or less noticeable, at least right away, less noticeable benefits that I'm going to go over here. So jumping right into it, the first one is you will have more confidence. So I think that going about your health and fitness journey in an intelligent way and figuring out what works for you, figuring out the different roadblocks that you have to overcome makes you more confident because it teaches you the importance of setting and accomplishing goals. I've spoken recently about the fact that I'm always setting new goals as far as my fitness and my health. And I'm always looking into new ways to optimize. And even though I look at myself and I feel like I'm in great shape and I feel like I've reached a physical condition that I'm very proud of. And even though that that's the case for me, I'm always looking for how I can improve a little bit. What new goals can I set? Maybe this month I'm looking to increase strength and this next month I'm looking to increase my aerobic capacity maybe I want to increase a certain muscles size etc so I set a month I actually usually go in spurts of three month periods and I will go back and forth to different goals like I said sometimes more revolving around strength and lower rep exercising heavier exercising eating more calories. Sometimes I will target fat loss and try to get lean, eating less calories, manipulating my training in a different way. Um, right now, I 
I've spoken about how I'm emphasizing hypertrophy and really trying to add some muscle size. So doing all in the 10 to 20 rep range right now when I'm working out and experimenting with some trigger sessions too, which is essentially just getting like a little pump into the muscle multiple times a day where that constant stimulus is, the theory is that it's going to help ignite more growth. Uh, that's something that they talk about on the Mind Pup podcast, which I've talked about before. But anyway, kind of veering off track here, I really think that continually setting and accomplishing fitness goals shows you that you can accomplish and realize your goals in other areas of your life. Uh, my personal story definitely falls in line with this as I struggled for so long in getting strong and getting big something I always wanted since I was about 13 years old, you know, really as, as soon as I started to become a man, I wanted to lift weights and I wanted to be strong, but I struggled for it for a lot of years. And it was the source of a lot of unhappiness and a lot of anxiety and neuroticism. And knowing that I know how to formulate my training and my nutrition now in a way that I can constantly be fit and healthy and strong and it's almost effortless is so empowering and it makes me so confident. I think that anyone that knows me would tell you that I've changed completely in confidence in just interpersonal situations, talking to strangers, being gregarious and outgoing in small groups, groups of my friends. It's really totally changed my outlook on life and what it really taught me changing my body that is is that anything you want to change is possible if you focus on long-term gratification. It took me a few years to really dig into the right practices it takes to build a strong and healthy body and to really ingrain those practices and to really see the ultimate payoff. And so I've kind of seen how that can work in other ways in my life too, such as constantly meditating, journaling, doing mindfulness practices like that, and also working on different endeavors that I want to get better at, such as writing, doing this podcast. I've become so much better of a speaker and a writer throughout these different things that I just put a little bit of time in each week and each day. But just like exercise and eating right, you start to see these long-term benefits and you start to see the payoff. And it really just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy of, I know I can do it. I'm, I'm someone who gets things done. I'm someone who can kind of eat shit and take the long road sometimes because I know that, like I said, that long-term gratification is so important in a world that is so focused on short-term gratification where, you know, it's always about the next little treat or snack or indulgence in media, social media, Netflix, indulgence in gossip. You know, it goes so many different areas, but it's really important to try to focus your life on long-term gratification. What are the things you want to manifest in your life in the long term? Like I sort of talked about in having a vision on my last podcast, the podcast from Saturday, it really just is such a meta life skill to be able to focus on little improvements every day and constant goal setting and constant moving targets. It makes you a long-term gratification emphasizing sort of person. And that's what we all want to strive for. That's what's going to help us become the best version of ourselves. The second benefit I have listed down here is better mental health and just a better mood. So these two obviously going in line. One thing that's very visceral to me is working out gets you out of your head and into your body. And so if you have a lot of anxious thoughts, if you 
are someone who is neurotic and tends to worry. Working out is one of the best anecdotes that I can ever come up with for being a source of relief to that. And like I said, just really getting out of your head, getting into your body, it gives you a break from your anxious thoughts. It gives you a break from having to worry and having to think ahead. And it just makes you present. It helps you practice that skill of being present. And in other ways, obviously, we probably all have heard that exercise releases positive endorphins. And there's just so many benefits that are intangible to how it can improve our mood. Again, going back to the last point, being more confident, that's going to improve your mood. Um, it's funny because going into this podcast, I thought of, you know, is this going to be a lot of things that have just been my personal experience, like anecdotal sort of stuff? Or am I going to go more evidence and science-based looking at numbers, studies, facts, stuff like that. But I think that some of this stuff can be tracked and some of it can't. I listened to a lot of podcasts recently about how the different neurons and different chemical structures in our body are often labeled with these specific, this does this, this makes this happen, but really our body as a whole just works in sync. And you can't deny that when you see how good it feels to get physical and to exercise and to work hard with your body and how that pays off in emotional ease and better mood, etc. I know that I've heard before antidepressants that are prescribed to people are often prescribed with the notion of get out and get into exercise too. You know, start working on your body, work on having an exercise routine because getting out of depression or anxious thoughts is such a big product of getting into your body and separating yourself from some of those thoughts. Um, I think that the other visceral thing to me is physical exercise feels like such a connection to our ancestral roots. We were constantly moving, working, building things, doing things with our hands, and getting back to that primal stage is I think another one of the reasons why we really just feel congruent and we feel good when we are exercising regularly, are being healthy, are moving our body, etc. So point three, again, kind of tailing off the last two, you're going to have lower stress. As I said, positive endorphins. There's a lot of positive chemical changes that happen in your body when you work out. I think that there's a lot to be said for releasing your emotions in a good, hard workout. I know that people like me like to go in there and maybe if you're angry or frustrated about something, really just going and banging out weights or banging out a tough run or you know whatever it is, I think that even things like yoga, you can kind of bring tough emotions to and just let them go. Let them go in your physical exertion. I think that the reduction stress is such a huge component for me and why I continue to work out and why I'm motivated to have a consistent workout schedule, even if it's not for, like I said, the physical benefits that I can see every day or that I can tangibly measure. It's just, you know, that you feel better and you know, you have less stress in a world that's so constantly stressed when you are getting that consistent exercise. The fourth point I have here is you're going to have more energy. This is a little bit more on the diet side. I know I've kind of been talking a lot about exercise and the physical body, 
but it's important to eat healthy, nutritious foods too, and obviously balance your calories, which I'll get into. But when you are eating nutritious whole foods that are not heavily processed and don't have a bunch of fat and sugar and stuff like that added, you're going to feel so much more better and you're going to have such a constant flow of energy, which I know is desired by so many people, but is hard to reach when you eat things that are simple carbohydrates, things that are unnatural to the body. Like I said, heavily processed ingredients that we're not used to ingredients that are unnatural to the body. I really emphasize a, like I said, whole nutrient dense food approach. I think that you should try to eat things that come from the earth, come from the woods or a couple terms that I've had, but that I've heard, but really it's just about getting foods that are most closely aligned with their natural state foods that have one ingredient, chicken, uh, a vegetable, a fruit, things like that. It's so important to eat healthy, digest well, feed your body well when you're exercising to have these constant flow of energy, positive energy, high energy, less fatigue. Um, when it comes to exercise, just getting that blood flowing, getting into your body again, like I said, is going to paradoxically even help you to have more energy if you are having these constant workouts, even if it means cutting different parts out of your life. I think that we can all resonate with the fact that we often feel a lot more invigorated and alive when we are getting in our workouts as opposed to just sitting on our phone, you know, watching TV, stuff like that. Even though we are in more of a rest state doing the latter things, getting into your body and getting physical, getting that blood pumping, getting those positive endorphins going is going to have a much more positive net effect on your energy levels than resting in the form of, you know, just sitting passively, sitting at your desk in the office, whatever it may be. The fifth point I have here is you're going to have better sex drive. Who doesn't want that? It is a sign of a healthy individual to have a healthy sex drive. It's going to help you get out there if you're in the dating world or be intimate with your partner. If you have a partner, it's going to help you regulate your sex hormones, testosterone, estrogen. If you're eating healthy food, if you're getting workouts in consistently, so that's another huge benefit right there. That is, like I said, a sign of a healthy human. Back to that primal ancestral sort of focus. We are born to crave the opposite sex and have a sex drive that's healthy and that motivates us. And so being physical with your body and eating nutritious foods is going to fuel that as well. The sixth point here, focus. You're going to have improved cognitive function you are going to make better connections in your brain. I think that something that I've heard before that's really interesting is that exercise is sort of a mental practice in the sense that you're focusing on your proprioception, you're focusing on connecting to the muscles, on telling your body to do a certain thing. And this is very positive for our brain health. I think that there's numerous studies and of course, tons and tons of anecdotal sort of evidence of how much better you can focus, how much better you can think, how much more clear your mind is when you are constantly getting in this exercise. And if you, even more than that, create this aura of, I am someone who consistently exercises. And so my brain is in constant motion because my body is in constant motion. 
I think that it also goes back to removing yourself from your mind, giving your brain a break from these constant thoughts, these constant trains of thoughts that come and go. That really gives you the power to go back and focus hard when it counts, when you're, when you're on a hard problem or something that you want to address and think about. It almost reminds me of going back to something I've talked about before, the importance and the validity of saying, you know, I want to sleep on something. When you want to sleep on something, you really just want to be disconnected from the problem or issue or whatever the task at hand is for a little bit. And exercise can kind of be something similar to that where you're disconnecting from your thoughts, your patterns, you're getting into your body, you're getting out of that intellectual, really high ground area. And often when you let that sort of stuff percolate that you're thinking on, it can sort of work itself out in a deeper part of the brain. That's not a scientific thing, but it's more of, like I said, one of those things that you just understand once you do this for long enough. The seventh point here, you're going to simply have better fitting clothes. A lot of clothes are made with fit people in mind, at least the top of the line brands and fits and stuff like that. Obviously, there is plenty of fits for every shape and size of person out there. But some of the clothes that we really desire wearing, the clothes that look good, the clothes that are the prestigious brand or style of the day are made for fit people. Guys that have wide shoulders and small waist and women that have nice legs and butts, etc. And not that it's not okay if you don't have these things, but I think that it feels nice to go into a store and be able to wear whatever you want because you know that you have a fit and healthy body that's going to really just accentuate these clothes that you want to wear, certain outfits, no matter how simple the outfit is, knowing that your body is going to mold to it and make it look good on you. If you want to reveal a little bit more, feeling, again, confident about a healthy body and strong body, that's always a net benefit as well. Last three here, we have number eight, you will be more functional. And when I say this, I mean just anything little around the house, like getting things down from up high that are heavy, doing things like moving furniture. You know, you might be that guy or girl that gets recruited to help a friend move a couch. Um, things outside, working in your garden, working on your lawn. It just makes everything easier and also gives you less of a risk of injury when you're doing these different day-to-day -day tasks that you want to be functional in. Just being healthy and fit helps you in so many ways to just be a better human, live a better life, live a more comfortable and easy life in the sense that you don't have to go out and enlist help from someone else all the time when you have to do something around the house or you have to, you know, get something heavy, move something heavy, you feel confident in the ability to do these things yourself. There's even things like catching yourself from a fall. If you have increased your proprioception through different forms of training, um, that's going to help you prevent injuries, like I mentioned. So, so many things are just going to slowly even help you just realize that you are so much more functionally capable because of constant exercise. Again, constant influx of healthy food, nutrients, 
Um, the ninth point here is you're going to sleep better. You're going to sleep faster when you get into bed. You're going to sleep deeper. You're going to sleep harder throughout the night. You're going to wake up feeling better. I know that a friend commented to me recently about how hard it is sometimes to fall asleep. And I sort of thought and realized how blessed I am because I've had a workout pattern that's been constant for so many years. I've really never had trouble falling asleep. I've never had trouble sleeping deeply. And I think that, again, it just goes back to that primal, that ancestral drive of you feel full, you feel like you've accomplished things at the end of the day when you get physical and get into your body. And this helps you sleep deeply. And obviously, in addition, wearing yourself out to some extent is going to help you fall asleep, get deep and restful sleep. And back to the point about stress, the less stress you have, the more you can sort of remove yourself from your mind at some point during the day, the easier it is going to be to calm your anxieties. And like I said, get into a deep, restful sleep. Uh, many people will say that you shouldn't exercise too close to going to bed to get the optimal sleep. Sometimes with my schedule, I do have to exercise a couple hours before bed, and I haven't noticed a big detriment. The only thing I would say to be careful of is not to take a stimulant, caffeinated drink, something like a pre-workout to work out late in the evening, because that is going to be something that keeps you up. And interestingly, the half-life of caffeine lasts about twice as long as its effects can be felt. So even if you stop feeling the effect of caffeine, it still can be in your system and disrupt your sleep. So I would say just be careful about that. But again, going back to the nutritional side of things, being nutritionally sound throughout the day, giving your body the healthy foods that it needs is going to make it more ready to fall into deep and restful sleep as well. So the last point here, sort of tying it all together, I think that constant exercise is really the key to longevity in line with also eating a healthy diet and making sure that all the rest of your areas of your life are healthy too. your relationships. Obviously we touched on mental health. You have to be healthy emotionally. To me, I've spoken before on the fact that I don't think that someone is truly healthy unless they have the physical aspect, the emotional aspect, maybe that's spiritual to them, the mental aspect. To me, it all goes in line and really does all kind of start with the physical because that's how you jumpstart yourself into action your action guides your behavior and your mood, not the other way around like people often think. So getting into this mindset of I'm a fit and healthy person, eating healthy food constantly, it's going to literally become what you are. I think that people forget that the food we eat becomes us. We grow and we adapt to the foods we eat. So not only is it important to get a healthy diet, but it's also important to consistently work out so that you can have a healthy heart, muscles, bones, you know, whatever it is, I encourage more people to strength train because I know that in common culture, it's more common to try to go for cardio, stuff like that. When someone is being introduced or is implementing a fitness plan for themselves. And I'll always say something is better than nothing, but I would first spend my time in resistance training and strength training. If I was going to recommend something to the average person because there is things that we fight like sarcopenia, which is the loss of muscle as we age. You can run into bone density going down as we age. 
So strength training your muscles and lifting weights can help guard against these things. And what people don't realize is something as simple as getting around the house, getting in and out of the shower, getting up off the toilet. These are the things that you want to develop and build muscle for because eventually someday we don't want to think about it, but it's going to be one of those things that keeps us in or out of a nursing home that keeps us, like I said, functional late into our life. I think that one word that's really interesting is lifespan as opposed to, or excuse me, health span as opposed to lifespan. A lot of times people talk about lifespan, but don't talk about health span, which is just being healthy into your late years. I think that really living a healthy lifestyle is of course the key to having longevity and not only that, but protecting against disease, such a common thing that we're looking at in today's society. It's going to help your immunity. You're going to be healthier, cycling healthy nutrients in your body. Again, sparking those positive chemicals. Ben Franklin said that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So my advice to you would be focus on your health and your well-being, eating nutritious foods, getting a constant exercise schedule as early as you can because it becomes a habit and it becomes something that you can do for your life. And the opposite of this is worrying about your health when it's too late, when you get old, when you get sick, when you have a problem, you want to face things proactively. There's an interesting thing that I've heard about before, the broken hip problem where an older person will fall and break their hip, which is common, and this will lead them to death sometimes, not because of the injury per se, but because sometimes they have such little muscle mass that they start wasting away so much quicker. So I think that this is another reason to state why it's so important to build muscle mass, to build strength, to resistance train. You want to have muscle to be functional and also just because your body thrives off being muscular and having a certain amount of muscle mass, especially into your old age. So I think that this focus on a healthy lifestyle is the number one thing for increasing your longevity and increasing your health span in addition to your lifespan. How would you go about implementing a healthy lifestyle? I would recommend that anyone listening to this resistance trains two times a week, whether it be going in and lifting weights by yourself in a class, getting a trainer, even if it is just doing some body weight sort of stuff that you can do that you can manage on your own. You have to resistance train, in my opinion, to, like I said, build that bone density, build some muscle mass to be functional and to be healthy and spry into your old age. In addition to this resistance training, it would be helpful to get some low intensity or moderate intensity cardio in throughout your week. So I take a lot of walks. This definitely does it for me. One mistake I made in the past was thinking that your exercise always had to be balls to the walls, always had to be really hard. That's definitely not true. A few walks a week, a light jog, anything to that sort of intensity. Maybe you have a bike or whatever. Maybe you like to do a little bit of biking or stairs in the gym. Um, even if it's low intensity, it is going to be super effective, especially if you can get consistent, if you can get a routine going because that's what's going to make it like I said something that you do for life if you hate it if it sucks if it hurts if it's hard every time 
you're not going to be consistent with it. And then also you run into the possibility of overtraining. Um, you can easily overtrain, especially if you have other life stresses, stresses like not eating well, stresses like not sleeping enough, um, making sure that there is a program that you're implementing that you can do for the long term that you can adhere to that's sustainable is going to be so important. And it's important that I mention the other big rocks that really are super important to help keep us healthy and fit and that we often don't think about. Like I mentioned, stress management, sleeping enough, making sure that you're not abusing your body in these ways because even though we think that we can have everything dialed in with fitness, workout plan, nutrition, if you're not doing the things that keep your mind and body recovered and in a fresh zone, like I said, sleeping and stress management are the two that come to mind first and foremost, then this stuff is going to be a lot less effective in a workout plan, a diet plan, stuff like that. So the last thing I mentioned here, I mentioned eating healthy. What exactly does that, does that mean to me? I'm always a big proponent of eating whole, nutrient-dense foods, things that are in their most raw form. I eat carbs, sweet potatoes, oatmeal, rice. I eat proteins, meats, whey protein, a little bit of dairy, milk, and then there's fats, nut butters, olive oils, a little bit of animal fats. It doesn't necessarily matter what diet you do. I'm never big on any certain diet, but you should try to eat whole nutrient-dense foods because that is what's going to help fuel your body in the way you want to fuel it, getting you these micronutrients, helping keeping you full and satisfied, satiated. I don't like having too many foods in my diet that have multiple different ingredients. And this almost kind of sounds silly, especially compared to the way that I used to view food. But I've realized that the diet, the human diet, the way that we eat, the way that we see food is so broad and so complicated in some ways that I like to offer this simple advice. And I always like to put in the caveat that calories always matter. That's super important. I'm going to say it again. Calories always matter. Something I also didn't understand for a long time. We have to understand if we are getting enough calories, if we are overeating at certain points, and that is making our average calories go way up. You want to have a balanced amount of calories throughout your week, throughout your days, not having huge influxes, again, like I said, and not just opting for quote-unquote healthy foods to the detriment of you know a huge, huge overflow of calories. Um, I often track my calories. You don't necessarily have to. It will do enough to just understand what calories are and how they're impacting you. And like I've said before, you don't want to be in a calorie deficit or not eating enough for too much of a period of time. You want to be in a calorie surplus or at least maintenance. I usually say three-fourths of the year. And if you want to lose some fat, going in the calorie deficit about one-fourth of the year. But it's so important that you understand what role calories play because I battled too high a body fat, um, stuff like that, because I didn't understand the fact that foods that were quote-unquote healthy – you know, almonds, eating vegetables, but they were covered in butter, in olive oil, 
stuff that is going to make your food more calorically dense. I've said a lot of times I'm a bigger fan of like three meals a day as opposed to adding snacks because the snacks often add calories. Um, be careful of just trying to eat healthy and understand where calories play a role in all this too. So like I said, guys, working out is so much beyond the mirror and the scale and the tangible measurable benefits that we see on a day-to-day -day basis. I think that again, I'd work out if I was the last person here on earth because there's so many things that it impacts. It makes you not just healthier in the physical form, but it makes you think more clear. It's going to make your mental health better. It's going to put you in a better mood. It's really just going to make you a better person. So get out there this week, get after it, no excuses. And please reach out to me by email or Instagram. If you have anything to add, or if you have any clarifying questions or any questions at all about anything that I talked about today or that I've talked about in past podcasts, Instagram posts, etc. Thank you. Hey, it's Jake again. If this podcast provided you any value, I'd encourage you to share it with someone who you think might enjoy it. In addition, it'd really help me out a lot if you would go and subscribe or leave a review for my podcast. It's super easy. And in addition, if you have any questions or comments, I'd love for you to reach out to me by email or Instagram DM, which can both be found on my website. Thanks.